I can tell you one thing. Technology is the single most important aspect of every business that has successfully scaled. It's time for that real estate tech guy. It's your weekly chance to explore how technology can help your real estate business explode. Each week, you'll hear from real estate investors who have been there and done that and find out their favorite technology tips. Listen in as Jordan speaks with tech companies and learns about new technologies and new ideas that will help you scale your business. And now, join your host, Jordan Samuel Fleming, CEO of Smartphone, for this week's episode. It's Jordan Samuel Fleming here with a pretty special episode of That Real Estate Tech Guy. Yes, we've come to the end of the first season, and I want to take a minute to kind of sum up some of the amazing things we have heard and the, the themes that we've kind of been given from our amazing guests this season. We've had a chance to speak to uh, incredible investors as well as some incredible uh, technology partners. And I thought it would be a great opportunity to dive in to the common themes that everybody has talked about. Let's take a look at them. So the first really common theme uh, that I saw was around data and how important it is and how to use it to your advantage. And it's something that, you know, I have been preaching as a guy who you know, used to build CRMs and used to integrate technology into people's businesses and now sees a lot of data flowing through smartphone, for instance, um, you know, the data that you have as a company, the data that you purchase as someone trying to grow your marketing, it is critically important to your business. And you have to think really uh, closely and carefully about how you're, where you're getting the data, how you're using it, and how you're actually making sure that you're tracking the right things around the data in your system to get the results you want, whether that's KPI metrics, making sure you're tracking each uh, touch point you're doing, or just being able to use the information in your system to give you the best decisions on what to do, what to buy, and you know where to spend your money. So first up, let's take a look at what Terry Thayer um, who owns multiple real estate businesses, multi-million dollar real estate businesses, had to say about this. I mean, you kind of get away with spreadsheets. You can kind of get away with using your cell phone and, and things like that, right? But if you're, if you're thinking about the long game, if you're thinking about the end, you're not going to be that one person band, right? And as you grow and as you evolve, that was my biggest mistake is I have all this data and all these different things in so many different places. And as we start to grow and expand and build a team, and first of all, you can't run a team off spreadsheets. You can't run a team and hold them accountable off of just using their cell phone, right? There's so much data that you can collect by using the right technology. And that's how you truly grow a business is through data, through data, KPIs. And that's how you can shift, how you can, you know, whether you're doing good or why you're not doing bad. Now, let's take a look at Larry Goins, my own, my old pal, Larry Goins, who's got over 30 years of real estate investing experience. Let's see what he has to say about data. One of the most important things about this is you've got to spend a little bit of time every once in a while to analyze the data. Like, it does me no good to know that I'm making 38% more on probate leads if I do nothing about it, right? It does me no good to, to, to know that information, right? 
you've got to take action. You've got to analyze that data and then take action on that data. I had a great opportunity to sit down with Eli Fisher from Audantic. Now, these guys are pure data scientists, and he had some fascinating insights on data and how to get the best data. Yeah, I think, you know, it's really kind of, it's two sides, right? You know, you have to have best-in-class data, but best-in-class data is only so good. It's really incumbent upon the operator. You have to have great systems and processes because if you don't, you can have the best data in the world and it's not going to make a difference. I mean, I, I tell people, look, it's the equivalent of giving me the keys to an F1 car. Yeah, it's cool, but I didn't go to race school, so kind of what's the point? And it, it, I think there's a lot of similarities there. Um, one of the things that I think is really exciting as we see technology come in and start to influence the industry is how can we become more efficient in our operations? Because you look at any market uh, as it progresses over time, and efficiency is always at the forefront. And one of the things that we do to really help our operators understand and become better at what they do is we're the only people in the industry that publish attribution. Now, as a marketing guy, I know you can appreciate this. So what I mean for that, for those of you that aren't familiar with attribution, is we generate a data set and we say, hey, these are the people that are most likely to sell off-market at a deep discount in your market. After one quarter, we publish those results to an online portal that says, okay, we predicted these 3,000 transactions would occur in your market. How many of them did you get? And what it allows the client to do is really understand the relationship of conversion to their revenue funnel. I spoke to Bob Lachance. Now, Bob's an investor. Uh, you know, and not only is he an investor in real estate, but he's got a huge virtual assistant company that deals with real estate agents and investors all the time. And he really was clear on some of the most important things about keeping your data clean. Let's listen. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because... You know, leads and records are two different things. So oh, the only thing that you should ever put in your CRM is a true lead. I'll give you an example, right? So if you're doing, let's say you're doing cold calling, text messaging, and direct mail. That list that you have, those are records. Do not throw those records in your CRM. The only time you throw anything in your CRM is when, as soon as someone raises their hand that says they want to sell, boom, that goes in your CRM. This one, this channel, same exact thing. Another theme that really came through in uh, quite a few conversations was, of course, a fundamental kind of thing that we preach in this podcast, which is about scaling, right? And, you know, about how to scale in the right ways. You know, if you're building a business and you start out as an entrepreneur, you tend to do a lot of things very quickly. You know, you move fast and break things, as the saying goes. Um, but as you start to actually scale a business that has other people in it that has, you know, significant revenue, significant spend, that's where decisions have to be made. And technology can play an enormous role in that. But you have to think about the right things. You have to concentrate on the right areas as you're scaling. And that's something that came through in some of these podcasts. Let's first start off with Stephanie Batters. Stephanie Better is the CEO of Left Main REI, an amazing Salesforce CRM. Let's look at what she has to say about scaling. In general, I think that when you start spending money on marketing is when you need to make sure that you're organized. Now I've got Tiffany High uh, from Results Driven REI as well as 
a incredible real estate investor in her own rights. And she talks about her journey scaling and about how she starts to invest in the right resources in her company. But what ends up happening is, is they waste a bunch of time trying to click buttons, do this, all the shit that they don't know how to do, nor should they ever do, to be honest, because it's not their skill set. So if I could recommend anything, it is to outsource immediately to the right people with a tech staff that's bigger than a size of three, because I see that out there, and then they wait for weeks to get shit done, and join a community where they have a tech support staff that can support you in a way that can help you scale. Because without it, you won't get there. Now, here's my friend Scott Corbett from Lightmark Media um, talking about how if you're really serious about scaling up your business, then you've got to look at your marketing spend as an investment and, you know, not really a cost. Right. I mean, it is really an, like an ROI framework that makes the most sense, particularly with Google ads, which are more expensive. But Jordan, I will tell you, Facebook ads can be like a way to kind of put your toes in the water a little bit with paid ads because you can actually generate leads for, uh, I mean, it, it, it depends. Like I, I, I don't want to say that too many times, but it does depend on the market. It depends on um, how strong your organic social presence is too, because um, the stronger that is, the stronger, let's just call it your brand presence in a market, then the less hard the paid ads have to work, I think is a good way to, to phrase that. But anyway, the point is you can actually get in the game with Facebook ads for closer to around a thousand dollars a month in spent. Right. So that's that can be encouraging sometimes for people as a way to start. Another theme that really, uh, you know, it resonated with me a lot um, as someone who has started multiple businesses and grown them um, is this kind of notion of, you know, of separating the business and the personal. Right. And it's something that, again, you probably probably comes more as you scale. And it is a huge factor. Uh, a lot of times in technology and being able to get things either out of your head or being able to kind of differentiate and, and separate um, your personal parts of, of your life from your business. And technology plays a big role in that. And uh, now let's take a look at John, uh, John Whitfield, CEO of Investor Fuse, the amazing CRM. See what he has to say about that. Get a business phone. Do not let anybody that works for you call from their personal cell phone ever. Just like, no, that's not a thing. Don't do it. It's mo it's important that you can control that communication method. And another great uh, thing about separating the personal and the business comes from Brandon Peterson. Uh, Brandon is an incredibly successful investor, and uh, he makes a really great point. I see a lot of guys still using their cell phones, and I don't understand it. I use your system. So I have a cell phone on smartphone that is in my email tagline. So, and it forwards to my actual cell, but so that way for the wholesaling side of my business, cause obviously I flip and I do other stuff for, and rentals, but like for the wholesaling side, even title companies, all them, they get my smartphone cell that forwards directly yeah. to my cell phone. And then I could pick it up and I see it. And I see, cause you allow me to set the caller ID. So I set the caller ID. I know exactly that it's my wholesaling cell phone. So that way no one gets my personal cell. And I like that. And I give that to the team too. Now, a lot of what we talk about on the podcast, of course, uh, when we talk about technology 
you know, there's a lot of uh, things we talk about around lead generation and how to make more money and be more efficient around that. But another really important part of technology uh, as it relates to scaling your business and something that we talked about on numerous episodes this season was um, how you can use technology and or technology can help facilitate the delegation that you have to start doing as a business owner or an operator uh, when you start to scale. Here's Tiffany High, um, again, from Results Driven REI and an amazing investor talking about how to use technology to delegate. So now we have, uh, what do we have, Aiden? Eight salespeople doing four times the revenue that I had with 12 salespeople back in the day simply because of their ability to be more productive. And now here's Bob Lachance talking both about using technology to delegate and how it can free you up to invest in other things. Technology takes you here, but then the non-technology will be investing in your sales team and understanding sales strategies. A lot of people don't put that piece in there and it's very, very important. Finally, here's Brandon Peterson uh, talking you know, about who and not how. Whether you have a big platform like REI Ops Center, you're just in Excel, it is important that you have somebody on your team able to figure out what deals you got, where they came from, you know, what list source they came from, what skip source you use, what month you pulled it, and how many times you've pulled it, essentially, to know whether or not or where you should be putting more of your money. An absolute common theme that came through on a number of uh, episodes of this season, and I think it's one that's going to become even more important uh, over the coming year as the market conditions fluctuate across different uh, parts of the country uh, is the idea of good buyers, right? And concentrating on your buyers. It's really easy when everybody's buying and money is flowing incredibly freely to essentially kind of play fast and loose, quite honestly. You, you know you're going to make money regardless. But when conditions tighten up, it starts to become more important to... Make sure you're concentrating on your buyer side because it doesn't really matter how many leads you put under contract if you're a wholesaler and you can't find a buyer for it. If you, you know, you're only going to make money if you've got the right buyers. And let's just drill in right now to Paul, uh, Paul Wackham from, uh, Town Square and what he has to say about what makes good buyers and how to find them. What we're trying to push our customers and the real estate investor community to realizing is if you have a deal and it's a good deal, sure, somebody on your buyer's list is going to buy it. But if you're not the guy that is the very top authority in your market, you probably don't have as good of a relationship with the top buyers in your market as that guy. So how do you connect with those buyers if you don't meet that authority in your market on the street? Well, We've just created a way for you to do it where if you have a good deal, maybe you'll make more money if you go and work with somebody that you find on Town Square. Eli Fisher from Audantic had some really, really important things to say about good buyers and how to concentrate on buyers. Uh, the problem that we solve in the industry right now is we help our clients really hone in on who has the highest likelihood to sell off market at a deep discount. Um, and by that, we are able to really efficiently help people's marketing focus on the best class of target in the marketing, as opposed to, and we hear it every day, 
People are like, yeah, I'm marketing all these people. They check all the boxes on the surface, and yet they're never going to sell to me. So that's really the problem that we solve here. Now, the last really major theme I want to touch on in this recap uh, is one that, you know, I'm sure that most of my customers, people that I speak to on a, a daily, weekly basis, uh, are tired of hearing, but I'm going to keep bashing on, on it anyway. And that is that the fortune is in the follow-up. We all know that, or at least we all pretend to know that. But how many of the companies out there are actually executing on that? Um, it's something that as someone who you know spent years designing uh, and building and implementing and supporting CRM systems into um, hundreds of real estate investors' businesses, I know that we talked a lot about follow-up, but so many times the investors were just concentrating on the new leads coming in their system and forgetting the fact that it is down the line as you're following up with people where you're actually going to close the majority of your deals. I'm going to start with Larry Goins again, uh, my old friend Larry, and he's got a lot of experience with this, and he has a lot of thoughts on how important follow-up is. The fortune is in the follow-up, right? The fortune is in the follow-up. That's where probably 40 to 45, maybe sometimes 50% of our closings each month are from old leads. They might be Stephanie Batters from Left Main REI had a really important point to make uh, about the follow-up as you scale your business. So basically, you can't rely on your memory of on when you want to follow up with somebody. There needs to be systems that support you as you're growing your business and as your team members are working. So you need to give them a place to work. There needs to be a cloud-based software that all of your team can plug into where, wherever they are in the world or in their office and work collaboratively on the leads that come in and have some automation there that supports you so that you remember when to follow up with them, that things happen in the background while you are dealing with the hottest prospects. So in general, CRM will help support you in those endeavors. And Alex Parge from RAI Evolution, um, you know, he really did zero in on how important uh, it was for the follow-up and organization of your CRM uh, to be well-managed and defined. I totally agree that the follow-up is one of the key key processes in uh, in the lead management and uh, it has to be very well organized so you don't miss uh, anything because any lead need, uh, means money that you have already spent and you need to maximize that. Well, there you have it. Those are some of the key themes from this first season of That Real Estate Tech Guy. Uh, I really hope everybody who listened and watched us on YouTube uh, enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed interviewing everyone. I personally learn every time that I speak to someone, whether they're an investor or another technological partner. And I can't wait for next season. We've already got some amazing episodes uh, that we've recorded and we've got some amazing guests coming down. We've got people like 8020 REI. We've got Bigger Pockets. We've got RealFlow. We've got some incredible investors who are doing hundreds of transactions every year coming in and giving us the benefit of their wisdom, giving us the, you know, the mistakes they've made, the things they wish they've known, and of course, the things that they're doing to be successful. Um, if you are watching this and you think, man, I'd love to come on the podcast. I've got a story to tell. Please do head over to thatrealestatetechguy.com where you can go ahead and submit an application so we know who you are and what you do for the podcast. And of course, a personal note from me, please do make sure you like and review and share the podcast and the YouTube videos. 
it's all about, from my point of view, getting this message across to as many people in the industry as possible. We are entering into a fluctuating economy, and that means that technology can be the difference to help you really scale your real estate investment business. And we want to make sure that on this podcast, we are bringing you best-in-class advice, best-in-class software partners, and the chance to listen to incredible investors tell their story. And finally, reach out to me on our social media. We have That Real Estate Tech Guy on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, and on TikTok. We're here, and we can't wait to hear from you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next season. Thanks for listening to another amazing episode of That Real Estate Tech Guy. Head over to thatrealestatetechguy.com to check out all episodes and get special discounts on tons of awesome real estate technology platforms.